podcast fam? Hope you are doing well. I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the content that I put out. It means the absolute world to me. I genuinely hope that you enjoy this podcast. If you do or have any questions or just want to provide feedback or want to say what's up, best way to get in touch with me is through texting me. You could text me at 631-250-6950 if you're in the US or if you're on WhatsApp, you could text me at one 833 So if you want to reach out, that'd be fantastic. If you want to subscribe, there's going to be a new podcast every single day. So definitely come back, get your contact, content fix, and uh, stay tuned. And if you want to see the clips of each of these, these, these podcasts, you can check me out on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook and you see the clips or the full video versions on YouTube. Thank you so much and enjoy the podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the channel. My name is Jacob Restituto, and I'm a musician from Northport, New York. And today, I have the absolute pleasure of having Elle Winter here on the channel. Really, she's, she's done a lot of really cool things. I was looking at her biography. I was doing a little research, as I do. And she's, got, she's done a lot of very cool things. So without further ado, thank you so much for taking the time, Elle. Thank you so much for having me. We're both New Yorkers. Get We're, we're on Zoom. So <laughs> that is funny. Yes. Well, you are born in New York, but you have relocated over to California. Yes, I finally made the move to LA and my whole life I've been coming, you know, just since I was 13, since I really started doing music professionally, I would come to LA like every weekend or school break and, and work. And I wanted to get through school and, and finish that. And once I did, I, I moved moved to the west coast but i actually had moved right before covid and was only here a week and then came back because i was releasing my ep so i came back to new york for press and stuff and then i could oh, never go back yeah. to my apartment shut down i was like oh we'll go back in two weeks like and it turned into however many months 18 months so when oh, did God. you finally get back there may 2021 wow. so seven yeah good for you it's been really amazing. I've been working with a whole new team and, you know, really developing this album. And um, it's my, my first full, you know, longer project as I released my my first body of work before COVID, the EP. And um, this will be my first album. And it's been really special to work on it with um, a producer I've known since I was 14, but we reconnected once I moved here. And he's been just incredible and an amazing songwriter named Autumn Rowe and the producer is Kizzo. And yeah, I'm oh, just, I love that. I'm thrilled. That's so yeah. cool. So let's give a little backstory. I did a little research. You started, you mentioned going in, in, uh, to Cali when you were 13. You started with Disney, actually. And you've done a lot of things being with yeah. Disney, working uh, and being in some movies and then also now releasing your own stuff. So uh, how did you get involved, if you don't mind going back to you know the younger ages, um, how did you get involved with Disney? How does it happen? Yeah, well, I always credit growing up in New York City as um, you know the reason why I, I got my start so young, given I would sign up for acting classes, vocal courses, and a lot of times at these types of classes, agents and managers would come to end of year showcases. So. When I was seven years old, um, the acting class I was in had a showcase where agents and managers came and I ended up getting signed to my first agent and started doing work just locally and commercials and other print work. And then eventually I auditioned with Disney and that that is a story That's there. Wild. But they had support. 
after doing their program, the next big thing when I was 13, the years following, they were just huge champions of me and, and my music, you know, touring me for, for several years after that until like they recently closed during COVID, Radio Disney and had shut down, which is like an end of an era to me. But they, you know, they have been really, really big champions of my music and I, I so appreciate them really propelling my, my career. That's really fascinating that you say that actually because I've heard quite a bit from the other side of the coin that people hated working with Disney. Oh, I, I loved it and I really think that um, they shaped me into like the person I am today and my work ethic and how I prioritize and and my values, I think. So I, I really, I do appreciate it. It was like my, I mean, I grew up watching Disney Channel when I was like little. My sister and I would say our names and you do the thing with the, with the gawan. And to have it actually happen was, was surreal. I actually did a TikTok series um, over COVID about like the truth about being on, on Disney Channel. And it, it was so sentimental to like go, go back down memory lane and, and revisit a lot of those moments. Cause I don't usually like, I'm in such a different place and I'm, thinking about so many other things that like to revisit that was really, really special because it was a special time. Yeah, not many people could say that they were on Disney and then not many people could say that they enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm really happy for you. Like Disneyland, Disney World, it's the most magical thing ever. <laughs> hey, I, lo I can't speak on it because I've never done that, but I really appreciate the fact that you did enjoy it. That is really cool. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. That's wild. So from there, uh, you, like I said, you did you worked with Disney, then you worked on, uh, I believe, I don't throughout your career, you've been on a couple like movies. You have an IMDb page, um, and then uh, you also, what I found really fascinating, and this is kind of leading up to your music and everything. You released a track independently, and then got a placement on on Good. Uh, was it Good Morning America or the Today Show? Yeah. The Today Show. Elvis Duran's Artist of the Month, and at that time, that was that was very exciting. I had just graduated high school, and I was taking a year between high school and and college when I, before I had started, and really just delving into my my music project and writing with new producers and figuring out you know what I wanted to say and just being more confident as a writer and everything. And I had made that song in London. In, and um, we had finally released it and I ended up getting chosen as Elvis Duran's Artist of the Month, KISS FM's Next Up Artist at that time and it was really exciting to to realize that you know being vulnerable and writing about my experiences and opening up that way um, and having the confidence to do so could really pay off and it was it was super rewarding. Yeah absolutely that's that's pretty remarkable. I, I'm you know that's the dream for every artist to play on these shows or be on these talk shows or so I, it's being able to realize it at a relatively young age is you know it's it's up from there you know so that's pretty remarkable yeah no it was it was definitely exciting and it definitely you know helped me craft the rest of my ep that i made following that that song and just gave me that strength to be open and, and honest in my storytelling because that's really what connects with, with others and and helps people feel more seen. It's, you know, what I want to do with my, my Absolutely. music. It's so funny when you're in, you know, wh whatever season of life it is, we sometimes think that we're all so alone. Uh, but it's, especially in songwriting, that's why I think these songs connect with people is when, 
you people are vulnerable, they realize, hey, I'm actually not alone. But even the songwriter too, we think that we're alone sometimes in some things, and then we put it out there, and people are like, oh, I've been struggling with that forever, or that I, that person did that to me, or you know. Really helps like everyone involved, so it's it's a beautiful thing, and I, I think you know it's so special being able to again because being you might be so different from the people around you, come from all walks of life, you know, but you get together and can connect over this human experience and a song can really bring that about that that connection because we we may think we're all really different from each other but those three and a half minutes or however long 10 minutes if you're listening to all too well except can really make us um realize we're not as as different as we we like to believe yeah absolutely so what made you you recently signed with uh, sony um so what made you you know, go over the independent route and then end up deciding to sign with Sony? You know, so um, the imprint of Sony Red that I had signed to, really, I had presented basically my EP that I had been developing after that that single, One More. Um, and they let me have so much creative freedom and loved that project and really wanted the best for it. So it felt like a really strong and good fit given they weren't detracting from, you know, my creative vision, only just wanting it to to shine and, and get in front of as many people as possible. So it felt like a, a really good fit and like it made sense. I love that. It's the best, it's super important, I think, when artists sign deals that the, the actual label uh, or, or whoever's supporting the artist actually any team member actually whether it be an agent whether it be management is really champions of the artist and really wants to see the artist succeed rather than just you know trying to make some money from the artist or you know sign the artist for whatever popular reasons whatever the case is but when they're actually champions of the artist i think it's super important no it's so important music comes comes first to me so i really want to make sure i hold on to that creative control and be able to make those decisions with the producer and writer I'm, I'm working with. So that's super a uh, big priority of mine. Absolutely. How involved are you in the production process of your work? So do you actually sit down and, and play things in? Do you have a producer that works with you? It depends on the record. Sometimes I can come in with like a guitar melody or something and some chords and sing over it, a voice memo or learned piano over COVID. So doing that as well but typically we go to the studio and I'm, I'm working with an amazing producer Kizzo right now and um, we'll just all jam out and he'll start maybe something from scratch and we kind of get inspired from from that which has been really really incredible and this right now is has a real throwback quality to it and it's super soulful and uplifting and empowering which is which is really, really yeah. great so Oh, I love that. And the music came out great. I was listening to some of it. It sounds really good. I'm curious who your influences are. Who influences some of you in your music? Yeah, um, I love Stevie Wonder, Bruno Mars, Beyonce, Christina Aguilera, um, Madonna. I mean, there's so many, especially the, you know, those strong, empowered women who who send such a, a clear message that you know uplift and. And just make me feel strong, especially growing up and wanting to to do this, listening to artists like Christina Aguilera and Beyonce, Fergie. Like, I I loved these women, and they made me feel like I could tackle these dreams and and do it too. So, 
those are some of my my inspirations but i love a lot of music so it's hard to narrow it i down. relate to that absolutely i i told i spotify so when you have a spotify wrapped but i'm like i don't even know what that would look like it's like so crazy and eclectic what i what i listen to it is so funny how these tra- like spotify started the thing and it's the best marketing thing that they could have ever done because everybody posts and I actually like I like looking at it. It's cool to see what people what people are listening to. It's surprising sometimes I, too. What was that? I mean, I wish I listened on Spotify. I'm so sad. I, I use Apple. Me too. I I moved from Spotify to Apple maybe three years ago, and I prefer Spotify. But I just the family plan was better for Apple, and we have the whole family. <laughs> I mean, it's better than I used to. Buy the songs on iTunes, and I didn't realize like you could just go on Spotify and however it was. It's crazy, like buying an individual song, like cr- craziness. I don't know what I was what I was doing, but now I hear you. So, being that you are from New York, I'm curious as somebody that has relocated. Uh, first of all, what part of LA are you? And I was just in LA about two months ago, and I didn't realize how big it was. It's so crazy. So I'm in West Hollywood, but it it is so spread out that like. If you go to certain spots, if they're so dense that you feel like you see everyone you know all the time, even though it's like huge, you know. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I didn't realize personally, so I don't think most. Maybe maybe I'm just you know below par on this aspect, but I don't. I didn't realize that like Santa Monica or West Hollywood or downtown L.A. or uh, Venice Beach. Those are all parts of L.A. I just didn't realize that. No, it's it's so incredible. Like you can go to a different area and just be in a whole new scene, scenery and atmosphere. Like some days I'll just go I'll go to Venice and it's totally different than West Hollywood. Like I feel very I'm in a city right now, but then you can like go to another park. You're at the beach. It's just wild. Yeah, absolutely. So being a, a New York a New Yorker that re- relocated over there, what is the like top thing that you miss from New York? Being able to walk around everywhere. Like I love bopping around, just grabbing a cab or going on the subway, like super easy to get around places. I also don't know how to drive, so I just walk here. <gasps> you, so you just never learned because you don't need a car in New York? New York City, I've never had to drive, so I had no need. And I didn't get my license, and now it's like become a part of me. That's like my thing, and I don't drive, so I'm like too scared to, to get it. It's just a part of my wow, identity. Wow, that's super unique. Learn. I'm learning like the next couple of weeks. I'm gonna do it. I'm reaching my limits. Like seven months of not having a car here. I'm like this is too much. Yeah, I hear that. It, I mean, I I rented a car out there and I drove everywhere, so I can't. You must your Uber bill must be ridiculous. I better be like some Uber special <laughs> at this point. Like they should they should help me out. Can they sponsor me, please? Right. Hey, Uber, if you see this. I live in an area that is very walkable, so most days I'm walking around and if I'm working from home or just going to the studio all day, sometimes my producer will, will grab me and we'll go. So I've been, it's it's manageable, but it's uh, it's definitely not like a long-term solution. So, and like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna go back to New York. My mom is so sad because I like love it here so much. So I need to be able to drive. So eventually like I'm living here and in a house and I'm a free bird. Or you know? the the alternative is the music career picks up so much that you just have people drive you around all, to, all the time. That's true too. Yes, let's <laughs> manifest that energy. <laughs> and then I can do 
hold on to my my lack of driving skills as part of you know who absolutely I am. although you can never appropriately cover olivia Rodrigo, rodrigo's driver's license i know my my sister and i laugh about it because she uh recently started driving she's four years older than me though <laughs> and so um laughing like seeing driver's license and we're like She's Olivia Rodrigo, seventeen. Like we're in our twenties. Like this is this is embarrassing. Uh, it's all good. That's that's such a New York thing that I think most people would not understand. No, it, it's like always uh, very very appalling to a lot of people when I when I tell them the news. <laughs> yeah. What was that? I'm sorry. I break the news yeah. that I that I don't. So you mentioned um, going back to fly, coming from L.A. or coming to New York to L.A., you, you got a whole new team. I'm curious how, um, first of all, you knew it was the right time to get a new team and also how you pick the members of, the, of, of your team. I think it's so important. And one of the things I like to do on this channel is, you know, ask questions that artists that are coming up, you know, might have and, and, and might not know how to find the answers to. Um, because when I was starting in the industry, like there were so many things I'm like, how do I even get there? You know what I mean? So. I'd be curious to know how you found, or what made you think and realize you needed a team and how you found those members. Yeah, I think like just starting off what you're saying for new artists, like for me, I think the the biggest thing is just to be open-minded and it's definitely tempting to stay in what's comfortable in a comfort zone or whatever that is. But as you know, we can see with TikTok and social media, like how, you know, quickly music evolves and the music industry changes and that landscape is, is moving fast. So you kind of just have to be able to adapt alongside it. Um, so after I had released my EP and had been, you know, promoting it throughout COVID, whether that was like live stream shows in my basement or whatever it was, crazy. Um, I was moving to LA that was like on my agenda once I was vaccinated, like I was coming back to LA and I, I knew this was a new chapter and I was going to be working on a new album and I was like, I need to just try something new, break out of my comfort zone and and really um, be open to to what is waiting for me over there. You know, my, my whole life I've wanted to, to live here and experience working here the way I am now. And I think if I had been tied to, um, you know, my old ways, I wouldn't have been able to that I've that I've had creatively, um, also just personally. So I think just you know being being open to to change and adapting to what's going on around me really prompted that that you know shift for me. Absolutely, it's all about seasons, I guess. You know, you're in different season of life, so you gotta you know have, surround people that that fit that season. Exactly, like a new chapter creatively and and everything. So just kind of turning that page and not being afraid of like not knowing like what is going to happen and just taking a risk because having that belief in, in yourself is really going to propel you forward and whatever happens, like it's all part of the journey and yeah. So how did you know that they were the right fit though? How did you find, or not even that, but how did you find the people, I guess is a, is a even more in depth question. Yeah. I mean, just over my like, since I started at 12 or I mean seven really, but like 12 to 10 years, I've developed so many or like curated so many relationships that are so important to me and I've, I've maintained them and um, just, you know, reaching out and, and uh, re reaching out to people I had connected to in, in the past and 
then making sure that they aligned with me and my my goals creatively um, for the future. So that's kind of how I, I went about it. Just really like fostering those relationships because it is a small industry and and just, you know, making sure that, that you, you keep those, that network, you know, alive and well. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of it being a small industry and relationships, I see that you and Jordan Powers follow each other. Yes, I just recently started working with her. Do you know her? Yeah, I had her on the channel about a month ago. Oh, she is so amazing. We, um, I got connected to her through, see, this is like, I worked with, um, a producer in London and then the mixer who mixed our record is represented by this woman. See, it's like this other woman, this manager. And then she reached out to me that one of her clients is coming to LA. So we all got into a session and Jordan was at the session. So that's like another example of kind of the, the crazy small world like even if it was across the pond coming here but anyway we ended up uh, working on a song together in October so we've been and we've worked on it for the past uh, month or two so she's great she's so talented yeah she's got a, a really fun personality oh yeah she's so yeah. funny and just a great I loved working yeah. with her so so do you typically write by yourself or do you enjoy like co-writing sessions I'm, I'm always writing, um, like in my free time, I'm, I'm at my guitar, my piano, writing songs as, and, and usually I, I do love collaborating in the studio. I think that's really important and bringing in ideas and concepts and having someone else also, you know, bring another component to an idea is, is super powerful and there are ways that other people can see things and just a, a change of perspective is is always great and I think collaboration is is amazing so I am I love co-writing yeah well. I love that so I'm curious because they, the, these people all seem to be in a web um, have you met uh, Josh Cumbie or Mickey Blue yet M Mickey Blue we worked with Jordan that was the that was this is she's so sweet she, yeah. I'm so sad she's, she's yes, in London exactly. so I had her she's she's a Jersey girl though um, oh yeah, but she's yeah. lived. But she's living in, yeah. uh, which was very funny because I had her on the channel a, a long, like maybe six months ago. Um, but she, um, I, she, I, we were connecting through Instagram, and she sent me her WhatsApp number to communicate easier. And she's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in London." You know, I just so I just we were communicating for like a month before we ended up booking. This is a really funny story. And I, she, we were figuring out a time. She's like, yeah, I'm in GMT time, UK. I was like, okay. So as soon as we got on the, 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 uh, the Zoom call and she said hello, I was in like shock, I guess, because I was like, oh, I, I was expecting a London accent and we have this Jersey accent. And I was just like very confused as to whether I was like, am I on the wrong, did I open the wrong, like, I, it's like it took me a, a second to calibrate because the whole time it's funny, like being a, YouTuber, I guess is the term, which I've never really thought I'd say that out loud. <laughs> um, but what was that? Embrace it. It's amazing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is. But I have these, you know, people that comment pretty frequently on the channel, and I just, they sound like New Yorkers to me because I read their comments through my New York accent. And then when you actually speak to them in person or like same thing with Mickey and they don't, it's like, whoa, you sound so different than I expected. That's so funny. Do you think I have a New York accent? Or? Uh, slightly. It's not like, it's not like New York, 
you know, like, or it's not like a Staten Island or Brooklyn accent, uh, or definitely not like a really strong one. I can't hear it. So I always ask everyone else around me, but everyone says like, oh my goodness, like your mom is such a New Yorker and it's super raspy. You know what though? You sound like everybody around here. So I guess you do have a New York accent. I wouldn't be able to necessarily hear it. You're just numb exactly. to it at this exactly. point. No, that's too funny. So what's the next step? So you, you just released, I think the last music video I saw you released was from January, right? Almost a year ago. So what's the next step? So I've been album for the past you know since i've been in la and i am actually releasing i announced it tomorrow but i'm releasing a christmas song to kind of gear up for this next chapter and it really um is a nice segue into what's to come the the producer who's producing my entire did it with me and it, it reflects what's what's coming next so i'm super excited i've always wanted to release a holiday song and this is my time now and i i can't wait I love, I, I love, first of all, making and also listening to Christmas music. Every time it's come on recently, I don't know what about it is about this year, but mm -hmm. I'm, I, my wife has it on pretty frequently in the house, and every time I walk in the door and it's on, I'm like, am I in a movie? Like, I just feel immediately like yeah. I'm in a movie. You're like in a Hallmark movie, life is good, it's going to have a happy ending. <laughs> I think this year feels different because, like, we're finally able to celebrate the holidays like thanksgiving felt like a true thanksgiving because i mean i don't know about you but i last year we just did thanksgiving with our immediate family like my mom my sister and my stepdad because we usually do like a huge gathering which we couldn't do due to covid so this year we finally got to all convene again and um it was so special so this really feels like a holiday season whereas last year hmm. didn't, didn't feel like a true holiday so the the christmas music hits different this year that is a lyric for a song christmas <laughs> music hits different <laughs> it's true i could have done that for my my song next you know, time what's this what's it called so i'm doing um a rendition of christmas baby please come home um that holiday classic and it's really special because Jeff Berry um, wrote the song and he, you know, he's a rock and roll hall of fame inductee and he's written almost every, every song you love from the sixties. And we met um, a few months ago in LA and, and really just connected and he's been writing with me on my project, Wow, which is super special, um, especially given this project has a throwback quality to it and a retro feel. Um, it even had before I had met him had sampled some of his music, which was so so crazy of a coincidence, and it really felt like the universe had aligned for us to to meet and work together. So he has been an incredible mentor, and um, I have so enjoyed working with him. So I wanted to do a Christmas song, and this is like one of my favorite songs. And of course, it turns out he wrote it because like what hasn't he written? And um, it's really special to me to to have him be a part of of this song, and it then does really reflect on on the music that's coming because you know he's working on it with me and Kizzo and Autumn Rowe, the the other writer. I love that. That is, it's so wild to see how life does that. How you know how things work out. You know, we grow up listening to these people, and then you have the opportunity to meet them or or. Or the connections like it's just it's so cool it's just such a surreal feeling wow what's really crazy about this story is i was with my mom she was visiting me in la this is a few months ago and 
and we were just looking for a spot to eat so we go to this hotel like right across the street and it turns out to be closed but like for for dinner so we're like just sitting for this private event and then we're sitting looking for a new spot to go to and i run into a producer i know who's like working at the event and he's like why don't you just crash it with me and i was like okay so we end up going and my mom of course like yes we're gonna go party it up <laughs> like no i just wanted like a chill dinner but I end up sitting next to to Jeff Barry, this this writer. And, you know, it's kind of just, it's like what I was saying earlier, like being open-minded and like getting out of your comfort zone and just being open to meeting new people, trying new things, um, getting out of the house and, and stuff like that. Because it really, you never know where it can lead, especially, especially somewhere like LA. You never know who's in the room, what could happen. So is that how you met him the first time? Yes. Oh, yeah. stop. <laughs> my party crashing moment yeah it's oh man that's that's awesome i love that that's so it's, good it, it's one of the weird coincidences like ever happened that like i was just sitting outside that restaurant and saw a producer i had spoken to or, or met like a couple months earlier i didn't know know him very well and he happened to be performing so he just grabbed us in and luckily, luckily i was with my mom who's always a good time and she's always <sighs> down to crash a party I would have been like, no, I'm, I think I don't feel comfortable. Just <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That is so cool. It's all about connections, a hundred percent. So I'm super, I'm super curious about this. So being that you worked with um, Jeff Berry, and being that you said he's written a ton of classic songs from the '60s, and even this classic Christmas song, I have been trying to figure this out for quite some time, and I'd love to know your input. What do you think makes a Christmas classic? Because there are so many staples that we have and there aren't too many like a lot everybody everybody that's a musician releases a christmas album but there's not many new staples every yeah. once in a while you get one but like on average it's they're, they're these staples you know and i think one of the more recents that i found recents is um Mar the Mar mariah carey song but that was 1994 you know and i think there's a kelly clarkson from early 2004 2005 but like I'm curious your opinion. Well, I think Christmas is all about tradition and and kind of all holidays really. It's like upholding that that tradition, and that's what makes them so so special is the memories that you know correspond to to the the holiday. So I think a song that's just like drilled into your mind during that time is is really special and and kind of why these classics never really go out of style and it's hard to like break into this space with a new new song new melody because it doesn't hold that memory to it, it doesn't have any uh like sentimental feeling like when i hear i mean all i want for christmas is you now it's been like a long that's like a long time it's been out like that it's been that out is, longer than you've been alive that is true. And, <laughs> and me actually more, more longer than i've been alive too yeah, so like that's when you think of Christmas, like you think yeah. of a song like that, and then it makes you all happy because it reminds you of being with your family or whoever, whatever, a present, you know what I mean? So these songs have memories attached to them. So I think that's what really makes the, the classics ever, you know, it's just hard to break through. I do love Ariana Grande's Christmas songs. Her Christmas and Chill EP, amazing. Santa Tell Me, you need to check that out if you haven't heard it. Those are great songs. I listen to them year round. Really? Thank you. Yeah, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> you know, not enough time. I need I, more than one month. 
Oh, I compl- that's the worst part about Christmas. And I make it a tradition to write a Christmas song every year, and I've done it for the past couple of years. And, like, my recent tradition that I've been trying to do, the addition to the tradition, is trying to write a non-Christmas Christmas song so that it's about Christmas or kind of embodies Christmas maybe, but you, it's not like Jingle Bells, Jingle you know, where it's like it's on- you can only hear it in December. I want you to be able to hear it in, in October or March. Let- Oh, like send them over to me. I'd love to listen to that because Christmas music all year round. But you should listen to Ariana Grande's Christmas EP because it does really like it. Just sounds like a cool Ariana Grande record with some references to like being cold and eating cookies and drinking like eggnog. But besides that, (laughs) I love that. And I think I'm gonna make a comment that might cancel me, but I think that Justin Bieber's OG Christmas album is underrated. You're right. Mistletoe? Oh, I love mistletoe. It's actually like, see like that one? See, you know, this, and to add on to your point that you mentioned, that how, how it's all about nostalgia and all about, you know, memories and tradition. I wonder if like 30 years from now, we're going to have new music that we list, like our generation that what we grew up with, like this Justin Bieber track or maybe an Ariana track that we grew up listening to. Because like my, every Christmas now, my wife and I put that that album on. Like so that's that's that I'm gonna stick and then Christmas is you and your wife. That seems uh, like time. Like we got some new Christmas song that you're writing, Justin. Uh, like I'm down. No, it's a great album. It's true. Like once people get more, if you just keep drilling it in, like and it, every Christmas we're all listening to Mistletoe, and then 20 years go by, that'll be the the new the new Jingle Bell Rock. You're right. Uh, who knows? We'll see. I, I, we'll see. I guess only time will tell. But but. I think also what catches on is like if people start covering it too, because then you have you have it re- come out every year again. Technically, like I don't know if you're familiar with the, the the group. Have you ever heard of the group? Why don't we? Yeah, I've actually opened for them a handful of times. And no way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well then you know them very well then. So they just released a cover of Mistletoe, like officially released it. So it's like, you know, there's it's starting. It's happening. <laughs> It's true though, like it's the covering, like I, even for Christmas Baby Please Come Home, like there are um, so many, so many covers, Mariah Carey, Michael Buble, uh, Megan Trainor, just like t- even more than that, and it's just like the top three, but okay, next time I'm doing a cover of Mistletoe, so we just get it a little more, you know. There you go. What's the one where, um, is it Busta Rhymes comes in? Do you know that one? It's Justin Bieber's album. I'm pretty sure it's Busta Rhymes. It's. I think it's. Um. I. I want to say it's. Uh. Little drummer boy. Oh, I don't know. Oh, see, you're missing out. You. You haven't studied Justin Bieber's yeah, Christmas yeah, album enough. Video and it turns out like that girl that he kisses at the end is like a, a kindergarten teacher somewhere or some or maybe it's Oof. middle school. And it went viral on TikTok. Like this girl was uh, the girl that Justin kissed in the video. I. I don't know. Too much time. It was during COVID. Too much time to to find this stuff. That oh, that is too funny. But anyway, so, I need to I need to delve into the rest of it. Yes, you do definitely. That's your homework after this video after this filming. <laughs> um, I would love to hear more about your relationship with Why Don't We, or you know, that's clickbait. You know, relationship. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> I, um, so I when did I first perform with them? Oh, I um had done a bunch of different radio shows, especially after. Um, you know, being named Elvis Duran's Artist of the Month, the Z100. 
I did some some radio shows just along the East Coast. So I, I did a show with them at Six Flags, and I opened for them, and it was incredible. And then I was so lucky to to do a couple jingle balls with them the following years. Um, and they have such such a dedicated fan base, and a lot of their fans had become my supporters, which is so special. And I love their music, and they're all such such great guys. So it's it's great to perform. Uh-huh. It is such a small world, man. It, it's wild. It's so wild. It's a small, mu- it's a small music industry. It really is. My, my dog is coming to say hello. So, <laughs> uh, He's a rescue. So when we rescued him, uh, it was perfect timing because unknowing of what COVID would become, we had rescued him March 14th. We had been looking for a dog for months, and it is so hard to adopt a dog like they really put you through like a a real pro we had a a house inspection (laughs) they had to come to the house and inspect the house and make to make sure we were fit for for a dog well that's nice they put that in to make sure the dog is a good home absolutely so it took like two months for us to, to, to find the dog and we finally found him and we we loved him and he was so tiny when we got him um it was it's absurd but he is a, a, a mix they told us he was a shepherd terrier mix um but he i don't know if what was that what type of shepherd that is a great question yeah so he has he he really actually looks more to me like a ridgeback i don't know if you're familiar with that the rhodesian ridgeback he's like got this uh like golden color his name is bullet, bullet so he, cute. i'm pretty sure that 95% of the subscribers are here for him rather than me. But <laughs> I love that. I would I would subscribe for the dog too. And you, but I, I love all dog content. I become I actually never really was like that, but right before COVID, my family got uh Australian Shepherd. It changes you. I wasn't even supposed to know this dog, so I was be God was gonna be living in LA, but I had to come home for COVID. And I became so attached to this animal, and now I am the most dog obsessed person. Like I stop on the street, I see a yeah. dog, I take the photos of it. Like I don't know what who this person is. It's wild. It it really. Uh, I was you know I grew I always grew up with dogs, so you, you you can't have me start talking about my my bullet without sending you a photo. So I'm about to email you a photo of this. Okay. <laughs> um, but I uh, I grew up always having dogs, um, but. Uh, we, when I got my own, it's just, it totally changes you. It's, it's totally, it's a totally different experience. So I'm about to send you. But it wasn't the same. I don't know what changed with this dog. Maybe I was a little older and I could really watch her grow and like, oh, it's so special. I just, I love my own. I love that. I'm not living on the East Coast, so I need to have my own little puppy. Oh, come on now. See, that's, they they really become your best friend. So I don't know. Are you on your computer? Can you? Are you able to I, open? Oh yeah, let me get it on. I could there you go. Yeah, or here you go. I'll, I'll email you an even better one. Let's see. This I'm is here. Oh. I just sent it to you. Stop right there. And that, that was today. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! So that was bullet this morning, and I just emailed you what he looked like when we got. Did you see? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, this dog. This dog is the, must be the star of all your videos uh, because they're never your dog. Well, you want to know it's, something funny? This, let me tell you this. When I I went like started TikTok a while ago, but it really started like I, I dropped the ball and I fully regret it because it was it was growing decently. Um, 
but I, the, the, my, I, so I started posting and then I would post about him every once in a while and they kept being my best performing videos. I was like, okay, hold on a sec. So I was like, they keep being so good. Why not? Maybe I can get like, you know, free dog food if I start him his own channel. Like, the guy's thinking has more followers on TikTok than I do. How many followers does he have? I mean, not a, a he's got like 7,000. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, I guess, relative, but, but I mean. Oh yeah, my goodness. I know I regret not doing one for my dog, especially when she was a puppy. She was such a cute puppy. Like, I love her now, but I don't know if she'd be as appealing. But True, uh, true. I hear that. But it's so... Off the dog. Well, These, I... Yeah. Well, I, as as I had, when I performed at Jingle Ball, like, right before COVID, I was backstage, and this, like, woman comes up to me. She's holding this dog. It's, like, all dressed up. And she's like, I was like, oh, what a cute dog. She, like, gives me the dog to hold. And, like, all these photographers come, like, take photos of me with the dog. I'm like... <sighs> dog and i look online after i get like, updates about these photos like come on like the dog is like this celebrity it's like this dog with like a winter i'm like oh my goodness this is insane stop that's so funny so, bullock and he has potential he does he he definitely has he is a they take they say you take on it your personality and uh you know if he took on my personality he's a funny dog man he's got he's an interesting dog um it's so sweet. Yeah, he is. He's he's fun. I there's a I think it's I think it's Luke Bryan, the country artist. I think um, who takes his dogs on tour with him, and like they like they like famous, and like he'll bring them on stage, and the people go crazy because like they have Instagrams and stuff. The dogs, so like that's gonna be bullet one hundred percent coming on tour. Yeah, I would do that too. I mean, yeah, I wanted my mom to like bring our dog to LA, but she's like, no, she can't travel. She gets too nervous, but. My How big dog. is she? She's thirty-five pounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's probably where. No, bullet's more like fifty, I think. Fifty. Wow. Think oh my so. god, this is a baby super. Oh my gosh! In that photo, he was twelve pounds. Oh my goodness. Yeah, oh my it's goodness. it's absurd. It's crazy. Oh, that's so adorable. <laughs> so after this conversation, you have homework to go listen to Justin Bieber's album and go get a dog. Yes, exactly what I'm going to do. So. Thank <laughs> I could barely keep a plant alive I had for six oh, months. Poor so, animal. <laughs> okay, well. Maybe, maybe we'll start with Justin get Bieber. Get a fish. Get a fish. Get a fish. Maybe even a cat is easier because they like to take care of themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. That's that's thing, and it's good to go. Yeah, well, that is true. But you never know. You could have started TikTok with this dog and you get free dog food. True. Chewy could sponsor us. Could be a great brand deal. Never know. Uh, that's amazing. So Christmas song is coming out, and then what? Are we, where are you going from there? And then I'm gonna be top of the year, rolling out my first album, which is crazy. Yeah, but, it's uh, wild. I'm super excited about it, and uh, yeah, we're getting everything ready for that. A lot, lots of videos, and just just exciting things ahead. So I, I really can't wait. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm pumped to hear it. I'm pumped to hear the stuff that comes out. When's the, the Christmas song come out? December 10th. Okay, so next, well, I'm, well, we're filming this on the 2nd, so I don't know when I'll post it, but the 10th, cool. That would be amazing. There you go. Perfect. Um, so what's the best way for everybody watching this now uh, to, to support you and the things that you're up to? Yeah, I mean, following me on social media would probably be best and Spotify and everything is just L Winter. Um, and I will, I overly update all on new releases and... New and puppies. New puppies, yes. 
Stay tuned. There'll be a puppy or a cat in the future. <laughs> oh, no, that's too funny. I love that. Um, one thing I, first of all, I actually want to come, before we wrap it up, I want to compliment you with the fact that you are incredibly well-spoken for being, I don't, I don't want to diminish by saying, oh, by being 22, but like being 22, you are very, very well-spoken. I've spoken to a lot of people in these conversations and you are very well-spoken. So I want to compliment that. Secondly, um, I like ending every conversation, you know, with the, what is, you've been actually in the industry for quite some time and I appreciate that. So what is uh, one thing that you know now that you wish you knew when you started off? I think that every move I've made, like I'll look back in the past and I'm like, if something, let's say something happened I wasn't happy with or, um, you know, it all like makes sense. Like it's everything ends up just kind of working out and it's all part of the journey. And um, I think that's what I, I would tell my, my younger self. Like I'll think back on people like, oh, if I hadn't done this, I wouldn't have met this person. I wouldn't have been doing this. And it's a really cool way to think about things because I think living with any type of regret um, is just super harmful and unproductive. So realizing that everything is kind of like a chain reaction and like that butterfly effect is is super powerful and something I I wish I knew when I was younger because it's super. Um, it's just cool to see how things like end up working out. I completely agree. Everything works out. It really, really does. That's a great perspective. And the fact that at 22, you realize, I mean, I'm not much older than you, but you know, it's, it's just. How it's, old are you asking? No, of course I'm 26 turning 27 in a couple of months, but I just, I feel like an old man because I've been with my wife now for 11 years. We got married three oh, years man. ago. So like, I just feel like, I just feel like an old man. What? You high school sweethearts? High school sweethearts. I love that. That is so adorable. Yeah, we, we started dating when we were in 10th grade. Oh my goodness. That is so incredible. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. That's gold right there. <laughs> thank you. So I dropped out of college uh, in my after my first year, and I came home out of college, and everybody was still in college, so all the people that I became friends with were all out of college and older. So we hang out with all these like 30 year olds that have kids. So like, I forget that I'm not. So when I hear 22, I'm like, oh, this seems like forever ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's really not. So I, it's just too funny how, how perspective is reality, right? Yeah, no, I, I definitely relate to that. You know, starting at 13, I was always working with adults. Um, and yeah. I would run home from school and like my activities after school and on the weekends were devoted to my work and working with producers, writers, whoever it was that were like twice my age, however it may be. So when I say I'm 22, I'm like, oh my God, I don't feel like, I don't feel 22. I feel like, I'm, yeah. That is made, a great point. You, absolutely. What was that last part? Sorry. That I've made a lot more, it feels like I've made more trips than that around the, around the Absolutely. That is, that's very, very true. So. You are absolutely crushing the game, and I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped to check out the uh, album when it comes out, and even more pumped to check out this Christmas song, because everybody loves a good Christmas song. I'm so excited for you to hear it. I hope it, it gets added to the rotation. Yes. You know what? Maybe uh, yours will become the Christmas classic. 
I would love nothing more. <laughs> well, if you could hang out for 30 more seconds, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody that ended up watching this and made it to the end because you guys are the true ones that made it to the end of the conversation. Whether you watch it on YouTube or listen to it on the podcast form, I just want to say thank you very much for t spending some time with me and Elle here. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Best way to support the channel is checking out my own original music and subscribing on whatever platform you're listening to. Definitely go check out Elle and all the music she's creating and all the things she's up to. All the links to her social media and everything will be in the, the description below. So have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much. God bless and peace out. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Absolutely. everybody thank you so much for listening to that podcast i really hope you enjoy it if you want to see the video version of any of these episodes you can check them out on youtube uh, it'll be a jacob restituto the tuto talks series uh, hope you enjoyed this and also if you want to see clips or anything like you know your favorite clip of it you can see it on tiktok or on instagram this everywhere uh, but best way to get in touch with me if you want to say what's up or have any questions or want to follow up is by texting me two different numbers you could text me at 631-250-6950 if you're in the u.s or whatsapp is 1-833-575-0948 you rock thank you for being a part of team tuto god bless and peace out